0: Welcome to the Thinking Bros. My name is Chris and I'm Alex. We're your favorite corner store philosophers trying to figure out life one conundrum at a time. And today we have a very special guest, DC, stand-up comedian, oh. INTJ lifter, okay. Founder and host of Eight Blades Podcast, recently described in a lawsuit or not not so recently yeah, it's been
1: like 2 years. but Yeah. 2
0: 2 years ago was described in a lawsuit as thinly veiled political extremism masquerading as comedy. Yeah. Found- co-founder of I Radio. It's so true. Germaphobe. Yeah. Let, let's- let's go through a list of what are- you, what you're not. It'll be- uh, Actually,
1: my credit's first, okay? Associate producer of Corp. We're starting a new movie this year as well. I'm making big to Hollywood, so this is actually- this is charity, essentially, is what I'm doing right here. That's- uh that's beautiful. I'm kidding. Actually, these guys are cool. I appreciate to it. Broadcast. I mean, you met him 10 minutes ago, so that's No, unfair. no, no, no. I know him all the time. I see, you know- so-and-so liked your story. So that's, like, a very close friend of mine. I like... Awesome, bro. Yeah, Awesome. Yeah, yeah. awesome.
0: So, what comes out of your, uh, you know, extensive description is that you're an interesting guy. Uh-huh. It's hard to be... Don't say that. You know, divisive about that. Yeah. So, what we invited you for is an episode on interesting people. Okay? So we're going to yeah. try to determine what makes an interesting person. And... The goal of that is for people who don't consider themselves interesting necessarily to become more interesting and know exactly what path to take and to identify why we um, find people interesting. So I've compiled a variety of factors and um, we're going to be trying to go through each one debate if they are going to go into our final definition of being interesting. And my theory on this is, is this. Okay. I have like eight to 10 factors. We're going to be going through these factors. And if you were to rate these factors from 1 to 10, my theory is that to make an interesting person, you would need, let's say, an average score of like 40. Mm-hmm. So you could be maxed out in four of those factors or be very balanced in all the factors, okay? Yeah. So all I want is your input, your uh, maybe stories, theories on this. Now, let me tell you my cheese theory. So my cheese theory is there are mozzarellas in the world and then there are the blue cheeses, Okay. Uh, I developed this when I was in Seja, around 17, and my theory is some people are just kind of plain, and they're liked by everyone, you know, they go on pizza, mainstream, uh, don't have ripples to their personality, but then there are the blue cheeses, and they're very divisive, and they're the people who, you know, some people love, the cheese lovers, they love them, and then the other people, they truly hate them. And I think this goes into a theory of what makes a person interesting, but it's, it can't be all of it. So, any thoughts on that?
1: Any this is, this is the entire theory. So, like, these people are interesting, and they're kind of divisive, and other people are kind of That
0: That's the mini theory introducing okay. the bigger subject.
1: I understand. Yeah, that's, that's that sounds pretty fair. I agree with that. You know, because right. uh, you know, if everybody likes you, uh, you have to appeal to everybody. You yeah, know, that's right. a good. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 for it.
0: <laughs> so much sarcasm. I love it. No, I'm,
1: I'm serious. I think it's good to be. I you know what the problem is because then people will hear this. Goobers should be like, oh, the Thinking Bros podcast told me to be divisive, and they're just gonna be an asshole, and they're like, oh, what does nobody look at me because you're an asshole. You, know, you have to be. Yeah, there's, there's I, first of all. I hate that you called me interesting because now I have to pretend like like nah. You know what I'm saying? Because a- anybody who says I'm interesting is like uh, unlikable immediately. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like yeah. a very so that's what I'm saying. Don't try to be. Just be. Just be yourself. You know. That's, that's that's pretty much what I have to say. You know, be yourself, be chill, be be cool, and uh yeah,
0: absolutely. And that's what, uh, this is gonna be one of the factors that we're gonna get to. So being yourself, yeah, yeah, I agree, with absolutely. That. Yeah. So okay. Also, the pressure of being interesting isn't on you. If we're, I mean, I'm arguing it, but whatever. It's it's the premise of the episode. We're not gonna yeah. sway off it now. Um.
1: Okay. It's a good episode. Well, wow, thank you for now.
0: So let's let's keep the energy up, guys. Okay. <laughs> can you speak about the effects of social media that it's had on personalities
2: yeah yeah the little comments we developed on that is i mean as you said i i I, i'm also of of your opinion that like saying you're interesting and i mean honestly even i was skeptical going into this episode of like let's develop a theory of what an interesting person is i i'm of the opinion that i don't care if i'm interesting or not you know if you want to talk to me you talk to me if not then you don't but it is a like being yourself is a big factor and I think a problem with social media is that everything is so like widespread and some people get to the point where they live their whole lives on social media and you know all the jokes they they have no inside jokes yeah because like some small groups of friends like seven people have inside jokes and that's funny and no one else understands when you're on social media it's like memes that everyone knows right sometimes if it's too globalized and then you're not interesting at all because you like you lack personality completely right you're not good in real social situation you rehearse everything and you have everything in common with everyone and so you you lose your individuality yeah
1: yeah it's a big part of it i think because people who speak like they're online all the time are insufferable no so you know people who are just like speaking to memes or whatever that's just annoying you can have a couple of references to something that's current but you can't be like the moment when you know and then go like crazy because that's just insufferable you can't uh speak like that Wait, wait, so what's going on first? I'm sorry. How's the episode? Go? I'm. This is recorded. I'm not actually trying, to, but like, let's, let's focus it. Cause right now we've kind of, do we give our opinions or are we focusing on something?
0: So yeah, I'm going to start naming parts of personalities and nice. we're going to tell stories and try to debate on, is that the thing that goes into being interesting? Can we name that a factor yeah. or is it part of a bigger factor or should it not be in the way? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So one of the ca- questions I had for you is if we take the social media perspective you you've been in the comic world and perhaps you see something you, you see you <laughs> maybe you see what we we observe in uh, normal life on a bigger scale because what you see often let's say in high school something common like that happens where people have a personality online where they have time to rehearse everything they're saying yeah. they're good texters they seem interesting or perhaps dating dating sites right And then you meet them in person and you get catfished by a man where there's a complete lack of personality. He has chat GPT generated jokes. Yeah. And my question is, could this be said for on the bigger scale of being a comic? Could you be very good at crafting jokes, rehearsing them, seeming to be charismatic on stage, but when you talk to them, they're... They have a potato personality. They they have nothing to say.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm not a good person to ask that to be asked that because I'm not a good comic at all. I don't. Uh, I'm pretty shit at stand up comedy. Actually, I do well on the show and I do other stuff. But that's. But I do see that where someone can be really good on stage, you know, someone can be very uh, pro- proficient at writing jokes and making material that's prepared, but then on the the riffing side, they can't. Do they can't. You know, speak to someone normally. They're they're just very awkward, shy, reserved. So. Yeah, it's it's not, stand-up is not, uh, now I'm going to speak like I know what it is, but you don't, you know, you're not yourself on stage. You have a personality that you develop and then you use what you've had in your life to to make jokes. It's not it's not just someone, people, because it's so natural usually when it's well done. People think it's just, oh, you go on stage and you just, you know, yourself, but it's not. It's a, it's a performance. So yeah, that's definitely true. Same thing with Twitter comedians. As you said, people are like, they're great at having a short little 140 character response, but then in real life, they don't really have the, time to cook that up so yeah
0: so let's jump to the factor of (laughs) authenticity okay because one of the things I had is I don't know if you know about the UFC but Chael Sonnen never heard of it okay so Chael Sonnen was a person who played a character of being the mean guy yeah but it was completely a character and honestly I would characterize that character as being interesting yeah so if we want to include authenticity, we have to remain aware that if a person is playing a character, you could put their authenticity as zero, but what nah. we, could, could could you not?
1: Nah, cause you can play a character that's based on yourself. So it's, it's gotta be something like 30%, 30, can we agree on 30? That, 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 that seems fair. You know, like but it doesn't have to be zero. I understand what you're saying, right, but right, like, right. yeah, it can be like, inspired. like,
0: like the thing about when you're reading an author, it says more about the author than the character's they're displaying in the story you know that no, thing.
1: yeah yeah but I mean it, that's the overall story I mean the exact character can be inspired by the person itself as well Chael Sonnen I don't know personally but he didn't you know go in a mask or whatever he doesn't go like luchador so there's a part of him at least appearance wise that's somewhat uh, the person that was there first wouldn't you say certainly would not you agree
0: certainly all right that seems fair but if we, we were to take uh, an extreme character I'm sure there are some examples that are hi- hiding out there
1: macho man Randy Savage that's an extreme character
0: for example so
1: cream rises
0: so it's maybe someone that is so disconnected from what a a normal person could be and we could you know argue that their authenticity is at zero wait
1: a second what's normal what's a normal person first of all
0: uh joe schmo from the street point at a person that's i mean average person like
1: yeah but average person the new normal there's new normals every year
0: the normal right now right okay So all I'm saying is, if you want to compromise on authenticity, you better deliver on the character. That's what I'm trying to argue for. So if we want to include authenticity as being something that is part of an interesting person, and one of the things that authenticity provides for you is being unique.
3: Yeah.
1: Because
0: the fact that your 20-something years were different from mine, if you're completely authentic with me, you're going to be extremely different from me. Right. Right? So, okay. Uniqueness is certainly a factor in, in being interesting because everyone wants a new perspective. But if you compromise on the authenticity, well, you don't even have to compromise on the you think unique. of
1: unique sounds like you unique, so it's gotta be only from you so but like what's the unique part no unique I don't know, but like you uni- unique it's like you unique it's like unique to you right, so, so it's c- very important to your point, I think
0: right, like can't spell family without fam, so it's like
1: yeah but family means family, no
0: Oh fam is like more you know familiar
1: oh okay okay, okay. okay so yeah, so that's that. That's just a quick little philosophical thought. We can move on.
0: Go ahead. No, that was beautiful. It's Thank it's you. the it's the intricacies of language, isn't it? That's True. why the English language is so beautiful.
1: Is it? I think Spanish is cooler.
0: I I think as a universal language, English is better.
1: I think you got it. the thing I hate I hate what you just said, man. I resent it. I don't like the fact that people want to replace languages uh, by a universal one. I think English can be a uh, a supplement. You can have that as well so you you know, help business or whatever, but to to want to destroy languages is a I think you're destroying humanity in a sense. You're destroying like a culture and history.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see much value in preserving cultures in itself as a yeah. principle. Yeah. I like... I, I agree. Nice. Some languages offer something that English doesn't. I think there's a, a tribal language that makes the distinct, distinction about testimony and what you've seen yourself. So there's a prefix that yeah. makes it so... You, you say it before the statement that you make yeah and it, it's it's made clear that you didn't experience that nice. i I think that's beautiful, but there are languages with inefficiencies that don't really provide anything to the overall right. thing It's
1: yeah. not about usefulness it's just about the culture itself like you, you learn about where the humanity not the humanity but like where humanity started and where humanity like developed too with the different languages It's like culture, for example, you know when the the library of Alexandria have you heard of it? Yeah, it it's cool. a humongous library, you know, it burnt down. Books and books and books and tomes and volumes all gone, you know?
0: Yeah, but those are people who spent their time thinking and developing theories. Those aren't people yeah. who accidentally invented languages because of convenience. And some of them developed in less efficient ways than others, like oh, French.
1: So, so effic- efficiency should be the, the thing for, for language. So we The more efficient, the more we keep it?
0: Well, as a universal one, yeah.
1: Okay, okay.
0: J- just universal not meaning that every single other one should be eradicated yeah. maybe there's nuance to be provided by things like well again latin i think it's a pretty good universal one but
1: latin and how do you, do you how do you speak latin oh I, I, it sounds like kind of goofy it's like amenominus pontus pontificus like i just go to church i don't know what the actual latin is
0: right but aren't you the guy who said uh, your perception of normal changes every year okay i True. mean go back to latin times it's not gonna be weird latin times yeah latin times sounds okay storytelling and conversation. So yep. I think that's a pretty big part of it. I, I what I've noticed is that people who, I mean, you know, storytelling is a a thing that people try consciously to develop to be more interesting in conversations. I think it's a skill you can develop on its own, but you know, it's a cer- certain like band-aid fix to the problem of not being interesting, like, oh, I'm going to follow this structure and my You know, the way I say my uh, climax is going to make them think this is a better story. I don't think it's that simple. But one thing I've noticed is in interesting storytellers, they are very good at freezing the states of mind that they had and the other people had at the precise time frames in the story. And it's like they're bringing you along with them on the story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of. Okay. So here's an example.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We went to... ...a comedy show yesterday. Oof, who'd you see? Chris D'Elia.
1: Oh, okay, he was in Montreal, hell
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so basically he was saying, like... Basically what Chris is saying is that you have to be, like, relatable... ...and just immerse the person into the story. And he was talking about how, you know... ...pretty much everyone uh, at some point in their life... ...like, re- rehearses uh, a certain speech they're gonna... Uh, ...like, a conversation they're gonna have with a person. And it never goes to plan. And, like, you think about it before. So he was on the plane over to Montreal... And you know how you don't have Wi-Fi in, like, the, the middle part of the sky? You only have it on the ground, and then you have to, like, reach a certain threshold, and then you right. have it again? Yeah. Well, first off, he started off by insulting that, because you just have Wi-Fi everywhere, you know? Okay. Um, I don't
1: think that's how technology works. You can't just say, like, oh, let's just have universal iPhones. You gotta make them, you know? So you, you would have to irradiate the entire world with, with Wi-Fi rays. So people think 5G did a certain disease. Uh, you know, if you add more rays, there's more consequences. Sorry, but you're saying I don't, and then I'm, I'm not. No, don't, don't worry about it. Don't yeah, yeah. worry about it. And
2: then he was pretty sure he was over ten thousand feet, right? And and he Big wanted guy. to, uh? Big guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was pretty sure the plane had crossed the threshold of ten thousand feet. Yeah. And then he wanted to ask the hostess what was going on because he didn't have Wi-Fi yet. Yeah. And so he was preparing the speech in his mind, and he had like a three-step process where he says, "Hey, why don't we have Wi-Fi? Uh, are aren't we over ten thousand feet?" And then she was gonna be like. Oh, uh, we actually don't have Wi-Fi, and like feel kind of bad. And then he was gonna bring it home. He was gonna say, "It's 2023, though." Yeah. And then she was gonna like cry or something.
1: Okay. And
2: then she comes so over. bully
1: people who are paid like minimum wage to to serve you.
2: Yeah, they don't have Wi-Fi. Hell,
1: I'm I'm for that I actually. these people say people are really pro servers and shit. I agree with that, but at the same time, it's like these these people have egos. Sometimes you got to break them down. You really do. They they have they're they're too they're too relaxed and they're. Serving position,
2: and so she comes over and she tells, like he he tells her, yeah. "Why don't we have Wi-Fi?" And then she says, "Oh, you don't know." So that messes him up completely, right? And and you know he's bamboozled for for uh, for the rest of the conversation.
0: And then he said, "Yeah," he he was talking about how that changes social dynamics for another two minutes, which was charged with like jokes in between. But the way I would have told this story is, I was on the plane and there was no Wi-Fi, right? Right. So what I'm saying is storytelling yeah. and conversation skills are definitely a factor to consider in being interesting. Wouldn't you say?
1: Being able to speak? Absolutely. You can't talk. You can't uh, project your uh, inner deeper twisted thoughts. That's true.
0: Yeah. So it's almost another part of being authentic, but it's just having the skill to take the authenticity from within you to, to the outside, isn't it? I
1: don't know if it's authenticity. People are really fake and speak well. They are the best at telling you stories and they're not true at all. Authentic.
0: Here's another thing about conversations, okay? Yeah. I will play this clip, but also I will say the following. I encountered a girl who was complaining about how every person she was, uh, every guy she was meeting on Tinder was not interesting at all. Yeah. And I saw this TikTok outrage about how hard it is to, you know, Gen Z is complaining, how hard it is to start the talking stage again. Right, right, and they were saying, "Oh, when he texts you, what's your favorite color?" Yeah. Okay? So here, I would like to establish what we're it takes. Green. Exactly. That's a very good point because my thing was going to be, sure, you may may blame the guy for asking what's your, what your favorite color is, but do you not find it problematic that your answer is kind of just blue, and instead you no, could have said something. It's green. Red, for example. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We're, charged we're, with personal. Cool. This is a hypothetical, so How you don't have saying? to like be like in this situation you don't have to be yourself my point is if you were interesting you wouldn't say green or blue you would say well don't like after fifth grade does it even make sense to have a favorite color or something like that and then you're making the conversation actually interesting
1: no 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 no, wait a second i disagree yeah now now you made it interesting because now i disagree with that there's definitely a point of having a favorite color
0: right okay so it's like
1: it's aesthetic choices bro do you like the uh, mesopotamian art or do you prefer renaissance art
0: but you see what happened there. Yeah. I created more conversation. No, I
1: hate you because Whereas- <laughs> I want to destroy you in an argument. I want to bench your you.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that said, wouldn't ha- wouldn't I have created less controversy by saying blue? Yeah. And you would have been like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So here's the clip.
3: Wait, like I love boring people. Like I love boring people, but they've got to have something interesting about their boringness. Mm. Like people who are just like, wow, this is cool. Oh, you walk into a place and they're like, this is a cool cafe. I'm like what bro mm-hmm. that's what you're bringing to the table i see it do you know what i'm saying but like say other stuff be a boring guy and be like wow work's really getting to me because this guy came in and then i'm like i'm all in dude if this mm-hmm. story about you is boring but i'm in be an interesting boring guy. but 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 there are people my point is that are just not on the wavelength the funny wavelength mm-hmm. right that get this shit and not on the interesting wow look at this person like they're an exhibit or in a museum there's people in between that are just like what'd you have to eat for dinner last night and you're like chicken now what
1: i agree i i like that clip it was a good clip
0: my my question was gonna be yeah you know you take someone like joe rogan who I, i would say is an interesting guy maybe you haven't watched the full episode but you know you know of him and the reason why he would be so popular is probably because he provides some interest to people.
1: Yeah, he's got good guests, on.
0: But see, that that's the thing. Yeah. Sometimes I, love, has... yeah,
1: I love Joe Rogan. I'm not going to be anti Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan.
0: Okay, cool. So what I'm saying is, what he provides makes certain episodes interesting because when you have a neurophysicist on, it's not going to be for everyone. But when you have a you know a, an MMA confrontational expert that is good at talking and loves elk, you're you're getting something from that. And you're going to get the science guy who's been in a lab for the last 20 years and actually getting a good good conversation out of him, right? Yeah. Do, do you not see? So yeah. in the conversation, if both okay, if both people are interesting, obviously it's going to be a cool conversation. If both people are uninteresting, it's not going to be a cool conversation. But if there's one and one, do you think that the interesting guy or girl can pull the conversation towards something interesting without the other one being yeah. as skilled?
1: Uh, it's effort, though it's work if you're doing like five hours of shows and and stuff like that maybe you don't have the the voluntary you know manpower to go ahead and be like yeah i'm going to turn this conversation interesting you know it's it depends it depends on your interest is what i'm saying because anybody essentially you see stand-up you see you love spent you love stand-up dude you love it you laugh you love you know uh you you watch them do it and they don't need anybody you can do your one-man show if you want uh, and if you can include someone else, uh, more power to you. But it, it, it does take work. So sometimes I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Or like whoever is just like, yeah, I don't, I don't care about this enough to be like, oh, yeah, let me you know, bring this or that to the, the the mix. So what were you asking? Is it possible? Yes.
0: Yeah. So my thing is, in identifying the interesting person in the conversation, is it possible that a, a conversation between an interesting person and a boring person could, could be boring? And your answer to that would be, yeah, well, if the interesting person isn't interested in wasting yeah. their energy on like pulling it up yeah, yeah. it's it's gonna be like oh so here's a good question to you right like let's say you're in the dating world and you're an interesting guy but you meet a like a vanilla person and you ask a good good question yeah. and they say mm, i don't know yeah well that's over right it's over. Well,
1: maybe it's not a topic that interests the person though you know i feel like really big until you were saying like ufc and she doesn't care it's like yeah you can't blame the girl for being for not having the same interest as you you should be able to carry conversation in a sense that's interesting to everybody like like interesting doesn't mean interesting in one topic it means interesting in general it means you're able to make the the dartboard interesting you're able to make the you know the, the drinks that came late interesting you don't have to because because anybody who's lived any crazy experiences can be interesting quote-unquote without being interesting themselves and by the way no one's actually interesting or boring I feel like people tend to be more or the other but that's a, a mood thing like no one's happy more people are prone to be happy more often.
0: In identifying people in your life who you would rather hang out with, yeah. you would probably choose more interesting people. If you want to call it a spectrum, that's fine. That's why I said in the beginning that it can be a grade. And yeah. the minimal grade is where you pass the threshold of, okay, I want this person around me because they can bring me something. Yeah, And I mean, obviously it, you can be at a hundred, you can be at zero, but I'm talking about the 40 versus 60% of interest and right. i'm trying to define what I'm, it is i'm
1: an engineering student i'm doing engineering i don't want a funny guy who doesn't know math to work with me so interesting can also apply by converse by the definition i maybe not be the best friends with that person but if he's able to put in the work that's what i want so like I'm, i just have an issue with saying like oh some people are interesting some people are not like it depends on the situation on the context by the way it's all a thing of matches like if, if you match with someone then it's it's good it's awesome but some people just Don't like you look at any celebrity ever, they have as many maybe haters as lovers, you know. Yeah, this guy sucks because you don't vibe with him. That's all. Either I'm right or you're wrong, pal. Let's do it, let's duke it out.
0: I love that. All that's right. the principle of the show, and that's the main thing he's against. So, you, you don't like confrontation?
1: I think you should be uh, exposed to as much of it as possible. That way, you're stronger. You don't, you shouldn't be conf- you know confrontational with your family, uh, except in this case, but I'm saying in, in general. And then, no, no, no. You, yeah. I,
2: I agree with you. I, I, I do like confrontation and everything. You like it if i like confrontation yeah no that's not true okay i don't like confrontation okay. but i think it's necessary and like for me to grow and it's necessary you know for us collectively to get to the the truth sure that's what we're trying to do yeah but his point of like that's what this podcast is mainly about he said that after you said either you're right or uh, either you're right or you're uh, either i'm right or you're right yeah
1: your phrase is so bad it doesn't make any sense actually did I you said. did
2: you say like the same yeah. thing twice okay okay yeah,
1: yeah. uh and that's what he was... quick a little bit on the fly, by the way. Quick bit on the fly. Shout out to the last
2: episode. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no, I'm just saying, in general, I think you should drop him in. Because, uh, you know, if you have an audience, uh, people will catch on. Uh, people like Werner Herzog, uh, you know, documentary filmmakers, whatever. Like, people who are really, really... I know you don't. It's fine. It, it, <laughs> it, 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 I, that was my little intellectual uh, poll. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, they're, 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 he's funny as well. But it's not people who crack jokes all the time. They just have such a crazy life experience that they can be interesting in that sense as well. It's not just being funny. You can, You can...
2: No, what you said was either you're right or I'm right. And that's it. And he liked the the decisiveness of it. What he likes is like having it black or white. And that's what I disagree. And you seem to be disagreeing with him on the, you know, calling it interestingness a a spectrum, which I would too. And, you know, and also the fact that sometimes it's just a matching thing, you know, that's like, I, I don't feel like I'm the 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 figure at the top of a hierarchy that can judge everyone as interesting or not interesting because of how they interact with me. I think. People can, like, seem uninteresting to me because, you know, there's no chemistry. For some reason, I don't know enough about it. It's
1: not a top-down thing. It's a sideways thing. So you can have a gradation of people you find interesting to you. But it doesn't mean that you have the ultimate arbiter of, like, oh, I I see this is interesting. You, you, you know. It's like, I'd rather speak to some people than others, but I'm not going to make a universal scale for them, you know? Like, you you can't tell other people that this guy's interesting or not. Only that you find him interesting or not, you know?
0: What I mean is... If you guys remember, the very goal of this episode... Yeah. It was, with a voice crack, it was necessary. Yeah. It is to identify how people can identify the people that are interesting in their lives and to harness their skills towards becoming more interesting in themselves. Now, in that definition itself yeah. is perspective, is yeah. subjectivity. True. And that's fine. Now, you said there are some people who are purely very interesting in one subject, correct? We thought of Jocko Willink, right?
1: I I didn't, but go ahead. Yeah, why? Yeah, you
0: you put humor at zero, for example, but you have discipline or, you know, experience in one subject, which is very high, right? Like you would put him at nine or ten. And in the context of, okay, now I'm learning about discipline and I need this, he's the most interesting guy. You don't want a stand-up comedian to talk to you about that. And that's fine. I mean,
1: they don't. My experience, the stand-up comedians (laughs) have the, the least freaking discipline of all time they wake up at 4 p.m you yeah, know, yeah, yeah they then drink they, all day yeah. yeah and then they go on stage for 15 minutes to be like yeah
0: yeah and have a reason to go out afterwards like at the clubs and stuff
1: yeah look i love i love all my friends essentially are stand-up comedians and i love them but uh you know not the the, the sum of you know human uh accomplishment necessarily and, and other aspects that aren't comedy necessarily usually you'll have like with actors you'll have a person who's really great at their job and then kind of mediocre in the rest of the
0: yeah i know you know and wasn't that my point from the very beginning? Yeah, if we're, you have a max, we're, we're agreeing. We're you're right. Yeah. If you have a max out trait, maxed you out. can compromise absolutely on other traits. Yes. It's quite chaotic. So I think we're kind of agreeing. Yeah. For now, and we can oh, conclude at the end. Okay. Because we don't like confrontation.
1: <laughs> no, I like confrontation. Okay. I just agree. But oh, so you if, like if, it. I like. I I actually do like confrontation. You do like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. I think uh, it's it's healthy. Yeah, people who lack confrontation in the real world take it out on people who don't deserve it. So
0: here here's the thing. Yeah. General knowledge versus specific knowledge. Yeah, General knowledge, I think, could be a trade that could be put in there, right? If you can always provide, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm a big geography hater. I'm a big history hater. But if you you're always out history? there... history?
1: I mean, or I hate, you, are Or are you just too lazy to read the books?
0: I, I think the way people get taught history is very boring and counter- counterproductive. I agree.
1: I agree. The school system sucks, but okay. history is very important, I think.
0: So my thing was... Doesn't happen to
1: general knowledge, not choice of activities.
0: For 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 the nuance thing, right? Nice. If you're talking to an Eskimo, in your mind, his level of specific knowledge, at least about that, right, is a ten out of ten, correct? Out because
1: what, about what? Sorry, you didn't say.
0: I mean, about Eskimo lifestyles, or okay, about um, about
1: his own life, of course. Yeah, or yeah.
0: an Amish person, right? Amish, right?
1: Nice. Turned butter. Have you met the Amish though? They're really cool. No nah. people. No. Nah. Yeah. In Philly, when I go there, there's uh I, I go there for shows sometimes. There's a uh, literally the the Reading Market. There's a market where a percentage of Amish people just go just to sell. And it's always crazy to see the the contrast between regular people and the Amish because they 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 live the Amish lifestyle, but they do go there to sell their uh their, I think nuts. I haven't bought stuff from them, but it's always funny. They stare at you like they want to kill you. Uh, they they don't, but it's just they're just like really, you know, they they're enthralled by your personality so Uh maybe maybe if you're not an interesting person talk to the amish they're gonna love you
0: Mm, okay yeah um it's about perspective correct Yeah. so what i'm saying is you talk to the amish to you you might put them in your classification system as being a 10 out of 10 of specific knowledge and that specific knowledge would be about the amish lifestyle so let's say a joe rogan podcast would be he might in the amish community yeah he might be just a regular guy Right, He might fall under the threshold of interesting just off of scores. But because he has that 10 out of 10 Amish knowledge, specific knowledge, and you aren't, for example, again, hypotheticals, you're not a person who has a lot of extensive knowledge on that. To you, he might be interesting. Yeah. Right? So my, my, my argument was, of course, the thing that varies the most between people, for you, it's not as impressive that someone has specific knowledge about or you know, so stand-up comedy, like the insides of stand-up comedy. Let's yeah. say, let's say, for you, you meet a like Dave Chappelle, and yeah. what he has to provide for you specifically is maybe a seven seven out of ten because the first three you kind of already know out of doing. I'm
1: essentially like him. We're just we're the same person.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you should that. You, yeah. Now, for me, let's say yeah, if I didn't know anything about stand-up comedy, seeing someone that has such extensive knowledge would be a ten out of ten. And that could be the difference between making him interesting for someone and uninteresting for someone.
1: Yeah, if of you course. like a topic. If someone has 10 out of 10 knowledge on, like, inflatability of sneakers, I don't give a shit. I don't care. So it's like, yeah, stand-up comedy is, like, an interesting thing if you like to laugh. If you're a sad guy, you don't care.
0: Well, I mean, I'm I'm sure a lot of sad people love stand-up comedy. But... Yeah. Yeah, but, well, okay, so what I'm saying is, I think other things are pretty objective in a way where general knowledge is just general knowledge right it's what i'm trying to argue for no we, we, we can argue for it right but one of the things that is the most variable between people is the specific knowledge thing because one there's interest in that specific knowledge yeah i might know everything about like bird mating and you could be like okay well i don't care yeah and also how much do you already know of that
1: bird mating is that when you date on twitter
0: Ayo, it's not Twitter anymore. So it's not a good joke. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. What I'm arguing for is that the thing that varies the most. Like, let's say you're looking at someone and I'm looking at someone and I'm saying he's interesting. You're saying he's uninteresting. The bigger, to me. Yeah, to you. So, no the ba- <laughs> so the biggest difference maker in that is what I think is that the specific knowledge that they have to provide is, doesn't provide value to you. Any thoughts?
1: It, no, I agree. Yeah, the, definitely. I don't. I, it's like, I don't see why this is presented like an issue or whatever. Yeah, definitely.
0: So, no, no. It's the thing that where Alex and you, I'm sure you agree that like, oh, this is like so subjective. Uh, to you, he might be interesting. To you, it might be uninteresting. What I'm saying is there are objective factors where, look, everyone can appreciate a little bit of intelligence. Everyone can appreciate a little bit of general knowledge and, you know, facts to provide to people. But, but going i like this what is certainly subjective is how much you're interested in the information that they have to provide yeah so look
1: you you might say we we went through it yes i agree
0: uh, is this good yeah okay man like no no it's good it's awesome so so we agree like we go step by step you're telling me okay everyone can appreciate a good storyteller no
1: i mean wait just no uh, like i mean okay (sighs) jeez i mean it's uh, it's it's literally depends on if the good storyteller is to you if, if to you that's a good storyteller then yeah if not no the thing that makes a good
0: story for you is perhaps the emotional attachment to it which would go to the specific knowledge thing
1: that would but but what if a story is like super gruesome and people are offended by that they're not going to enjoy the storytelling
0: the way you structure a story can be made interesting in yeah. in a universal way correct you would hide certain facts from me in the story because revealing them later could you know answer some questions that you asked of early this is why hooks exist this is why there's a structure for content this is why movies have a theory behind them where you know the dark, have you seen a breakdown of the plot of the dark knight everything can be represented as a circle about the hero journey everything
1: yeah but that's a structure that's been followed It doesn't mean that it should be though because this is a structure that can be followed for very formulaic movies. Doesn't mean that they're good or bad, but the narrative structure has to change. Because it's art. I get deep into movies, dude. I,
0: I understand that, to a certain extent, you might say, okay, let, let's just say this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm ready. Hit me with it.
0: We're certainly yeah. going to agree about if someone is a good conversationalist and storyteller more than we're going to agree about that person has something interesting to say. Because you're so into movies and I'm so into, I don't know, what do I do? Philosophy. Right?
1: Yes. <laughs> no, no, you're right. <laughs> so, you so, are into philosophy. That's awesome.
0: So, so so, so, if we were to identify the big boy, yeah. the identifying factor between your judgment of someone being interesting and my judgment,
1: yeah,
0: it would be specific knowledge. And it could affect, you know, the way they tell stories, the conversations we have
2: yeah i'm so
1: lost i agree though
2: yeah so we we had this discussion with chris where like it seems as though your your choice of activities let's say you're going out on a first date and you have to choose an activity to do yeah. with um let's say you're a guy and you're going out with a girl and so you're going out on a date and you and you can choose um what we were what, what we characterize as passive semi-active or active activities you can have dates where you're passive semi-active or, or or very active okay so a situation where you're passive i just switched it around okay
1: so now we're talking situations not activities
2: <laughs> there's some dates where you can be you can remain passive yeah so if everything is done for you like you you go to uh an escape room let's say something like that Gosh, yeah. <laughs> why do people do that do you, have you ever been i've been did you like it because people love it i just don't understand the point of it i, I don't love it I, f- I feel like it's not People frame it as, like, you need to be smart to do it, and if you're smart, you figure it out, but yeah. I feel like sometimes it's just luck and some patterns are just... Anyway. Yeah. You go to a, a, an escape room, and everything is done for you, you know? You, you that's like...
1: the point, though, because guys who aren't really smart don't have much going on. If you are actually a smart guy, you
2: would solve problems in real life, not look for little, little small ones or whatever, you know? thats I think you agree with us, then, because that's part of our point. You know, semi-active activity, uh, where you have to be semi-active, would be, like... Uh, yeah mini golf when you go when you go play mini golf you like you do something yeah but not everything is just framed for you already and and you have to have sort of a personality you know you putt and then you like you can make jokes about what you just did or what she just did and and you can sort of let your personality shine through and uh it is harder in a sense because you have to have a personality but harder than what sorry harder than doing an escape room i feel like when you're doing an escape room you're doing something the whole time oh that's true yeah Let, let's say going to the to the movies yeah when you just you you close your mouth your, the whole time and you don't have to speak and you're just right. like you do nothing and then uh, and i
1: mean you do you do analyze though if you, it depends because what you're saying right. is important because it depends what you do there i could go to mini golf and just sit down or just throw whatever but if i actually apply myself i feel like that would be active if i actually tried to get hole in ones every time you know no birdies
2: okay but I'm, I'm i'm talking about semi-active in the sense that you have to like make conversation with the person you know oh we're all so this it's, is all it's still social. a first date yeah okay, it's still yeah, a first yeah, yeah, date yeah. thing okay you know? okay yeah 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 and so like in in a you know i'm not talking about after the movie but yeah. you're watching a movie you don't have to do anything you, you just do not sit bring there bring
1: a date to the first uh, the uh, first date in the movie exactly
2: you don't you don't let your personality shine through but you know and, think, and if the movie sucks you're just both depressed
1: and you hate life you know but i, think, I feel like stand-up would be different because stand-up there's a live aspect go to a live show go to theater or whatever yeah yeah, yeah.
2: but that's what i'm saying some people still bring goes to the movie for the first date and like because
1: they suck because they don't because they want to escape the yeah go ahead no no because no, no, i i've seen this a million times i know what people do it's just it sucks dude because you, you're you not the point of the day is supposed to get you know to get to know the person exactly and if you're just like oh well uh
2: and so let a, christopher nolan speak for me it's like, a, up, dude? a semi-active activity opens the door for that so you go uh, mini golf and then you have yeah. to talk you like you're forced to talk some of the time yeah and then an, an active I mean, activity you can't, you
1: can't not talk Cause that'd be really awkward.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> you just go there and just like, okay, your turn.
2: That would suck. Yeah. And then <laughs> second date you go to the movies. Yeah. Um, and then an active activity where you're, you get to be active would be straight up just going to a coffee shop, right? Yeah. Like drinking coffee is 1% of the date. And then the other 99 is just you talking and exposing your personality. Right. So, um, I, I mean, that factors into being interesting or not. Maybe that's like you, you're have a pre preconceived score of interestingness if you like and then you you do these things and and you know if you're not interesting you're sort of forced to go to the movies but then like you're even less interesting you yeah. seem to be agreeing with this
1: yeah, yeah yeah i feel like maybe not first state but i think that if you think movies are important you should probably go see movies together that's different because if, if you see a movie together you get to discuss it afterwards you get to be like oh i like that i didn't like this you know it's not just a passive thing because you get to open up a topic of conversation afterwards you know but when we're talking first dates you don't know the person so you don't know what they're going to think you don't know how many movies they've seen you don't know anything about them yeah
0: yeah. i think the larger point was interesting people gravitate more towards active activities sure whereas yeah if, if someone was uninteresting they would do the safe bet of okay here's two hours of no pressure yeah. i just have to you know do the it's not there's pressure
1: though because then you're thinking about what's going to happen after What's gonna, you know, like it, it, I feel like that's that's the problem because they think it's gonna be easier, but it's actually harder.
0: Well, it's not harder to get through it. It's harder to achieve something with it. That's what I'm like saying. getting to know. So- yeah. I I hundred percent agree. But it's just when you're in the predicament of being uninteresting. Predicament. Nice. You, you're gonna choose activities. You know, I, I think this theory was rooted in me hating people who are like, "Hey, let's do." skydiving or something like, that'd be so
1: sick yeah see i would love that
0: no, that's cool and you know what one of the next points is varied choice of activities but my point would be there's a way to do it where you're gonna you know you're gonna recount the story of you being like oh this is the most scary i've been in my in my life and having a good story to tell about it and there's some people that are going to be like well we, we wanted to hang out and i was like this is what cool people do i'll do that and yeah. that's all they have to say about
1: it. Yeah, it's horrible.
0: And it's it's passive in the way where, well, you, you let yourself fall and then you pull the thing and it's over. Yeah. If you're an interesting Unless
1: guy... it doesn't pull. It doesn't deploy. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, that's your last thing. Yeah, dude. What a story. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so sad. So sad. Yeah, sad. You weren't going to say sick, but... um, Well, sick in the sense of sick and twisted.
0: True. True. Good point. Thank you. So... I think interesting people gravitate more towards activities that are ruled by their personalities.
1: That's true. You said this. You're right. So you just... Yeah.
0: If if you're buying a coffee and then the rest is you talking with a person and you don't have a choice but to... You know. So here we go to varied choice of activities. Now, I'm a hater of activities. Oh,
1: you just said you wanted to have activities. Is this a contradiction live on air?
0: I, I, I like active activities in the sense that well yeah buying a coffee or just like walking in the park yeah but i wouldn't say well, what's the thing people do um yeah like oh let's go bowling with, yeah. with a girl like
1: that's a gta reference i don't think people do that anymore <laughs> uh, people do that people bowl in 2023
0: <laughs> certainly you want to take extreme scenarios, I'm, I'm sure we disagree. can I'll I mean, find one person. No, that. of
1: course. I'm sure it exists, but it's really not common. People would rather go to, like, arcades or, I don't know, something like
0: that. So here's the thing about varied choice of activities. I, I think you have a certain disdain for Quebec people. Me? Yeah.
1: Why? I live here.
0: From what I've heard in your podcast.
1: Yeah, it's for fun, though. I hate everybody on the show. That's uh...
0: do, do you think someone can be interesting by ha- having lived a very limited existence like never having loved a country I'm, I'm sure people who have traveled in your experience have more to say correct the Depends. Communica-
1: uh, they, they do but they have the ego that they have is far greater than the actual experience they have so they travel and they think i'm literally a word master you know i've seen every word and I, I know every word i've I've heard every language i've smoked a, a doobie on the on the the shores of jamaica it's like who cares bro you went to a resort one time you know like the, the ego gra- drives. The ego is driven way further than the actual experience. I
0: think. Wouldn't you say that it acts just as any other factor that we've identified? Let's say you you have some guy who's visited two hundred and how many countries are there? Two
1: hundred
0: ninety-four. One hundred ninety-four countries, right? Think, you take maybe. away like intelligence from him. You take away. I don't know. <laughs> charisma
1: the guy traveling storytelling what, what? <laughs> he just, doesn't even it. know where he is he's just like yeah i went to i uh, mean yeah. which one now yeah, yeah. the way that he talked to him, it's like yeah i've been to china it's like yeah do you mean Chinatown? It's like no, no i've been to china i've been to- <laughs> i've been to the he just names all the neighborhoods that's awesome dude that's a good bit
0: awesome bit so wouldn't you say that it acts as any other factor in the sense that if you give a var- varied experience to 10 so he's been through things he's blah blah, blah and you make him like less smart blah 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 that's kind of an interesting person. Then you you know, you put their experience from one, they have a limited, like short-sighted view of what is good because they've experienced only one type of good.
1: True, but patriotism doesn't mean you don't know the other. You can love your country and have seen the rest.
0: So but but it's just so logical because what, your country coincidentally happens to be the best one of everyone you've tried, but you were also born in it, that
1: sounds like. No, it doesn't mean it's the best. Patriotism doesn't mean I like it means I like the country the best. It doesn't mean, like, it is the best. I don't mean, you know, fascistic or, or like, like aggressive domination. I just mean, like, I prefer... It. Because I was born here, I'm from here, my parents are here. I don't have that. See, I was born in Hungary. My mother's Iranian. I have, I have very little... I Of course, I love the cultures, but I have very little, like, patriotic sense. But I do think that people who do are justified. You shouldn't be angry or... Not even angry, but just you shouldn't say that they don't know better because they love their country.
0: Okay, but if they've never left their country yeah there's this kind of thing in the back of my sure. mind where that's I like, a
1: big if uh, lots of people who hate the country be like yeah quebec sucks but i haven't been to many countries either you know so i i feel like i agree with you when it comes to closed mind. if you're closed minded that's bad if you haven't lived that's bad but if you have and you still prefer yours that's completely okay
0: oh yeah sure yeah, so yeah that's 100%. what i'm saying so yeah. so
1: but, but what you're saying applies to people who are who are like canada sucks but you can you can say that without having been anywhere else as well
0: in a justified manner,
1: it's it's unjust. Well, justified, yeah. It's your opinion. You can you can think what do you want. You can yeah. be like I hate it here.
0: See, the thing is with the philosophy podcast is we're trying to arrive at something objective
1: that doesn't exist, in my opinion. But uh, well, I, I won't I won't disrupt the show. So if you're telling me that, then yeah, okay, I understand. But I still I can't agree with stuff I don't agree with just because it's logical.
0: Wow, and that I mean that's another discussion, I guess. But okay, we can count varied experience as as one of the factors because look, if someone is is there, and they have perfect storytelling blah blah blah, but they don't have any story to recount because they just don't do anything and they yeah, see, the I think
1: I think you're confused maybe that's just my opinion. feel free to disagree. I think you're confusing uh interesting storyteller with interesting life, and that's not the same. Some people have lived great things, and uh they can't tell about it, and other people have seen a squirrel walk across the street, but they say it in such a enthralling fashion that you're like, Oh hell yeah, I can't wait that for that to happen to me if I see a squirrel I'm going to bust out left.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if we disagree here because the thing, the point about the story of the stewardess is that that wasn't an interesting story, but because the storytelling trait was maxed out, yeah, that was a two-minute bit.
1: That's stand-up, by the way. Yeah, I not, not people I'm who who's, like at open mics, you see a lot of that. People are like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them the truth. I'm gonna reveal the the societal problem. You suck," you know. People who are really great, look at any great comedian, Dan Carlin, George Carlin, freaking uh, all, all, all the greats. All the Corlins. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think Dan Carlin did Hardcore History. That was awesome. Uh, you might not like it. Uh, I think that these people are able to talk about things that are very common and make them interesting. Because if you're talking about something super esoteric, like, for example, you know, you, you've, you've had a crazy situation in the war or something like that. That might be interesting, but most people can't relate to that unless you bring... Uh, a, a you know a human interest aspect that they can relate to. So, so that's not not you know that's that's all. So that's all stand up.
0: Okay, but let's let's just call that a trait of people and stay out of stand up. Okay, the, the the two things that you made distinct weren't they the things that I said? Good storytelling is the the way in which you like enrich a certain experience, yeah. and what I called varied choice of activities is that experience. So if a person has zero um, varied choice of activities, and let's say they see the squirrel, yeah. but they have maxed out storytelling, that's going to make an interesting story.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. But if they have, you know, lived through a war, yeah, yeah. but they're, you know, they're they're v- like vanilla, they don't have anything. Shell
1: shocked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're just so shocked. They still can't. <laughs> PTSD guys. Not fun. Yeah.
0: So zero storytelling, but yeah. actually extremely varied experience. Yeah. That might make for something interesting, too, because if you're re- recounting fact, 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 um, we don't have to It's a report that. We don't have a to... story.
1: Yeah,
0: it's a report, but it can be a fascinating one just through the fact that the story itself is so. Um... I mean, w- wouldn't you say that zero in storytelling is kind of reporting? If you have zero storytelling, then you're a guy who's no, zero like zero oh, storytelling
1: thing. would mean that you can't even tell the story. So the report at least has a certain coherence to it. People are like, "Oh dude, uh, this happened and, and then she no sorry, not the girl, the guy, they, they're they're all okay, mumbling." So let's call something. it like 3 out of 10 in storytelling. Sure. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 30%, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you love your 30%. So my my only thing is those are two distinct factors and yeah. one of them could be maxed out whereas the other one could be very low yeah. and that could still make for an interesting person.
1: Person no story, yeah.
0: But I mean the the, the the person comes with all the stories, though,
1: yeah if you yeah, but yeah, but the story is great i I don't know if I would say most, and you don't like stand-ups or whatever, most public speakers are necessarily interesting people, but they're very good at the the task that they're doing. it's a skill,
0: yeah, so okay, at least in that context, yeah, to the members of the audience, yeah, they're interesting,
1: yeah, okay, now, nah, I look love you, live your life, love your friends, live, love lie,
2: live, live live,
1: love, life, laugh. Love,
0: live, laugh, love. So we eat, laugh, eat, pray, love. Eat, pray, love. Eat, pray, eat, pray, and also yeah. love. And
1: yeah. also love. Yeah. Love? Yes, I eat love all the all day. I eat love. I I receive love like it's a big meal, and I absorb it. Very like metaphorical. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we have humor. Look,
1: and we do have humor. I think it's humor.
0: indisputable, right? I maybe we can factor in humor in good storytelling.
1: If it's a good story, if they're talking about the Holocaust, it's like, oh, and this guy looked kind of sick. It's not going to, you don't want to bit that up. You know, you got to choose the stories you make funny and choose the stories you tell solemnly.
0: Good. Okay. So let's divide them up and fathom the two different factors. If you have a comedian that is extremely funny.
1: A comedian talking about the Holocaust has to be really funny. That's a hard topic.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are a bunch. I know there's a bunch,
1: but like they, they usually say something more than just the events. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I expect of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Very important.
0: All right. So let's just say humor is something. Passion is something.
1: (laughs) Passion is something. It's a fruit as well. I'd say, yeah.
0: So humor and passion can be sub factors of storytelling and they can kind of be distinct in their own manner. So true. Now, how about being polarizing?
1: Yeah. Being polarizing. Yeah. That's that's what we started off with. Actually. That's good.
0: It is right. Authenticity makes you kind of polarizing. And here's a, he's a Sean Strickland quote. 50% 50% of the audience might hate me, 50% of the audience might love me, but at least I have 100% of the audience. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that's something that an interesting person Sorry, I was
1: would a Winston Churchill quote, but yeah. I agree, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I agree with what you
0: said. Yeah, absolutely. You want to read it out?
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. It's kind of small. Testing my eyesight. Yeah. But uh, you have enemies. Good. That means you've stood up for something. Sometime in your life. Thank you, Churchill. Very wise. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, uh, do you get? Do you get that? Did it come through the accent? Because that was a little thick accent. Truchel was a fat guy. Yeah, I mean, I was
0: reading along, so that's why I could understand. So I I think, would you classify that as a, I mean, first grade factor? Or do you think being polarizing is a result of your authenticity? Because we talked about- Authenticity
1: means you're true to yourself, okay? If yourself, you are a person that is polarizing, then yeah. But polarizing, you shouldn't be polarizing to be authentic, necessarily, depending on who you are. so Some people are so nice and inoffensive, personally, that they don't need to be polarizing, polarizing to be authentic. It would be more inauthentic for them to be like, Hey, so this, this guy came up. What an asshole. That would be way faker for them to say if they're not believing that, for sure.
2: I would agree that's that's like a, a second-rate factor. If, if you want to grade them in, like, of, of utmost importance... So like we, we could say that varied experience having yeah. lived through things is like a, a first up there and then a little below that is the storytelling because I, I think I do agree that if you have varied experience even if you don't or not that good of a storyteller if you have those stories not about a squirrel but about like something more interesting and, and this applies to this too right? Nah. What? Not what? <laughs> I mean I nah, said a bunch dude. of things not what? No nah, just
1: real quick I think that if you have a great story but you really suck some people start speaking I want to keep myself i just want to choke myself out
2: dude but you i I would put uh being authentic and you know honest above being polarizing but you know polarizing i think is a strong word it's more it's more like being uh, like a bit divisive sometimes and i think it comes with being honest because if if, you know everyone's lived through different experiences in their life which lead them to different opinions and yeah and if you're a hundred percent honest yeah even if you like try not to offend people and you make an effort to be nice and i don't everything. say try
1: because when you try to do something you're inauthentic i'm saying some people are just like yes yeah, so i was born i helped everybody out everybody likes me obviously some people will de- despise that because like oh what is this guy a good guy but right. it's not as polarizing as someone who has more like divisive opinions based on their life you know or like uh so it's it's a it's i think it's a secondary property in the sense that it comes with being authentic uh, authentic if you're authentic you can be uh, polarizing, but you don't have to be polarizing to be authentic. At
2: all. Yeah, and, and it would be bad to be, very bad to be polarizing and not authentic.
1: Yeah, well that's yeah. In a, that's literally fake, yeah, so you're just yeah. trying to be edgy. Yeah. When you're a smooth, cuddly guy instead.
0: I think what comes out of this is while it was chaotic, I think we agree on some, gr- like, grade system. With- no.
1: I never agreed for a grade system.
0: But I identified factors. We debated factors that are present in intelligence. Yeah, and then
1: you put numbers on them, and I'm like, no.
0: Yeah, but I mean, your determination of the numbers is... I mean, I think your biggest argument throughout the whole thing was... Each rating of each factor for you is subjective.
1: Yeah, so there's no rating. Numbers are not subjective. So if you put numbers to it, it means it's objective.
0: Numbers are not subjective. They are... If your rating is 5 and my rating is 7, that's subjectivity.
1: Then 5 equals 7, which makes no sense.
0: <laughs> in in Cartes- Cartesian yeah, in math. G- geometry. <clears throat> Whatever. Okay. So look. Lesser conclusion. We've identified factors that might yeah. factor into being an interesting person. We have no idea what that is. Some people are interesting to some others aren't you nothing (laughs) yeah I mean if you're pulling me back down I determine something
1: (laughs) yeah well true let's let's uh, go ahead
0: well what I came here to prove was that there's a certain minimal grade it can be very outside of our perception it can be very hard to determine like I'm not gonna raid you know your interesting percentage uh, very, very easily but there are some factors that factor into that grade and if you do want a grade to be present, the factors that we've identified would be the things to be graded. That's you disagree? Opinion.
1: That's your opinion. I, I don't want to cut you uh, off, so keep saying you're yeah.
0: No, that's fair, but I'm, I also don't want to come to a conclusion with which two of the co-hosts don't agree, so that's, that's We're unfair. one
1: person, actually. We got one mic with one person, so whatever he says, I agree with. What do you think? Oh, are you agreeing with everything I'm saying? Yeah. Say, Be nice. Be nice. You can say some pretty messed up stuff right now. <laughs> about about him about no me, about anything because I'm gonna agree with whatever you say. So if you were me, mean... oh, so I have
2: like your life within my hands right now. Yeah, finishing comment. We have a figured it out rating. Okay, at the end, and we we say a figured it out rating of how much we figured out the the topic. And I would give this episode a uh, a two. I was a two out of ten. I was very entertained. It was funny, but we stumbled we around everywhere. Chris wanted to to. To have a structure and determine points, uh, but I think we weren't weren't on board. We went through every point. I think
1: you know we we did go through every point. There was, <laughs> <laughs> there was a list, and it, every single. Oh, now he's gonna talk. Now he's gonna talk. We had a list. Oh, that's that's the extras. See, it's written extras right there. <laughs> yeah, we went through every major point, and I'm like, yo, I disagree. You agree? And my, my
2: thing. Okay, look, what I'm gonna say. I, I I really do have to leave. What I'm gonna say yeah, is that for a birthday party. for for a birthday party at a restaurant and i gotta go uh is that i think the the branching off topics where we could have went but we need to needed to be brought back to to being interesting uh would have been more interesting to talk uh, with you about and uh you know i don't know maybe that's something for the future but um two out of ten have a have a good night everyone you you want to am i supposed to yeah
1: thank you thank you for having me that was great
0: yeah, but you you want to give your rating because we we average oh, out the ratings of everyone.
1: Yeah, I agree. Two out of ten—that's a good one. Because I like uh, two out of uh, if you say zero, it's mean. If you say ten, it's false. So two is good.
0: <laughs> all right, but I mean, the same, same logic. One, two, three, four, five is all good.
1: No, but he said two, so I'm I'm going with, them. All right, I'm because with you're, him. because
0: you're you're one and the same. Okay. Well, what do you think? Uh, you know what? It seems as though it, it, it almost seems mm-hmm. as though it doesn't matter what I think because <laughs> yeah. every single conclusion we've come with. You guys agree. So majority wins. I it's love not majority
1: wins. I'm just saying, I think that the, the point of the podcast, not to say to you what you're supposed to do, but you say something, it's different opinions. And then the audience decides, do you agree with this or this? It doesn't have to be a conclusion within the people on the show. People it's true. Later on, you know, I, I, mid, the millions I, I, listening will be divided and that's yeah. good.
0: I like to sum it up well. Uh, and the only way I can do that, if it's summed up well in my mind, Yeah, which is not right now.
1: Yeah. I know, but that's good, because otherwise, you, you would solve every issue of all time every week.
0: Which is the ultimate goal of Thinking Bros Podcast. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's ambitious, but do, do you not... Do you hate ambition? You hate yeah, capitalism? Yeah, I hate ambition, because do I don't capitalism? With you. Come on, man.
1: Let's get serious. No, I love ambition. You gotta be ambitious. I'm just saying, uh, if if you think something... Yeah. yeah. All right, brother. Nice yes, sir. It was great. Thank you. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah. So, we lost one-third of our podcast, so... He died. If you wanna... you Do you wanna shout out any recent I'm projects? Good. Thanks. All right well it's been a pleasure thank you dc yeah we were the thinking bros um you know you, for more information thinking. go on thinkingbros.com. True. contact us at
1: i don't know how you contact
0: thinking bros at gmail.com oh nice nice i'll edit your voice over it yeah thinking uh,
3: bros at gmail.com awesome and we'll see you next week nice